Hey guys, uh, my name is Emily Roman and this is Jesse. Hi. Last name? Jesse Arroyave. I cannot pronounce that and we're going to have some difficult times, but we'll get it. <laughs> um, this is the Marketing for Tax Professionals podcast and today we're going to be talking about uh, niche marketing, uh, specifically why you should niche down as a tax professional. Um, so let's just begin by discussing what is niching down. Yeah. And then we'll just kind of move forward after that. Perfect. So I, I like to break it down in terms of not just niche marketing, right? Specifically yeah. for tax professionals. So when, I, when I'm when i on Facebook, I usually see a lot of the same generic posts, whether mm. it's like, you know, bookkeeping for small business owners or yeah. in, we do individual tax preparation. Like th that doesn't work. It doesn't break through the noise. And so what you want to be able to do is it's choose a specific niche, a vertical, and speak directly to them because you can call them out in the ad, right? Calling out the audience. Yeah. And you can, uh, you can choose specific uh, value points or pain points or address those within whether if it's like an ebook or if it's like an infographic of some sort to make sure that you're 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 targeting that exact audience you're giving the right kind of message and you're answering a pain point that they're probably having yeah. so like I said oftentimes you'll see a lot of the same kind of stuff and it's not breaking through it and they're just gonna keep scrolling past but if yeah. you have something that says something like you know here are the five legal tax loopholes for uh, dentists in 2023 and you're targeting dentists that's so much more impactful yeah. that's yeah. so much more value that you're you, you know you're going after uh, for that particular person so I always uh, when it comes to um, niche marketing especially with tax professionals you always want to make sure that you can choose a niche and you know, you know what's funny? Oftentimes they say, oh, but I'm like, I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot because I'm like, I'm not casting a wide enough yeah. net. Yeah, right? I want all of the clients. Yeah, I want all of the yeah. clients. And that, you know, like, yes, you know, that's that's one way of looking at it, but think about the, the whole US, right? Yeah. Think about yeah. like the amount of dentists that there are. Yeah. They know they need this kind of help. And so um, niching down is, is definitely a strategy that I highly, highly recommend because you can be hyper, hyper focused on Facebook with interest targeting and, and you know, and demographics and making sure that you can um, present that, that, that challenge that they're constantly facing and then offer the solution for them. I love that. I love that you said, uh, like before actually looking at niche marketing, like let's talk about niche as a, as a business, like niching down as a business. And I wanna talk about really just the operational side of it too, because sometimes uh, by actually servicing all of the people, you're gonna start actually feeling a little bit more burnout. And, yeah. and sometimes uh, working with specific types of clients, you're gonna realize that you're probably not in the right market fit for your for your business as an operator yeah. um so like for example like if i if i had uh if i know that i'm passionate for like beauty why would i be working with a dentist or dentist right yeah. uh, where i really don't have any uh, connection or like a personal experience uh, and things of that nature. So it's it's good to niche down, not just from a marketing growth perspective, because you really want to hone into the marketing message, yeah. but it's also from an operational standpoint. Uh, you, If you want to have longevity in your business, it's, it's again, it's important that you actually love what you're doing and yeah. love who you're working for yeah. um, and servicing. Um, and I also wanted to talk to the whole of like casting a wide net like oh i have to like uh you know work with everyone because i'm kind of like i'm losing the opportunity um you know the 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 industry of the uh, the, the tax industry 
is huge yeah. it's huge um like there's there's research like it's worth around like 36.31 billion dollars yeah. um and you know for you to believe that you're going to be able to <laughs> <laughs> grab yeah, all the 36 all it, right? billion like that's kind of unrealistic so yeah. from a data standpoint you also want to start looking into like okay you know the, the the industry is wide and because the industry is wide and you also have to look at your resources too right yeah. um time uh budget like you know financial uh resources um I don't think that we all like we may have those the resources to cast such a wide net to get all of that's the true. clients. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Jesse? I mean, it 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 kind of twofold. Uh, and and I've spoken with a lot of tax professionals, and and yeah, it, it almost feels like they're pigeonholing themselves into something specific. Uh, but if you look at the best tax professionals that are doing it right now, yeah. I mean, I can call them out. Like Duke loves taxes. Duke is fantastic. Like Carlton Dennis, like they're all very specific. Like Duke creates content for, uh, sorry, not he creates content and value for content creators and entrepreneurs. Mm. Those are the people that he helps I love that. solve those tax challenges, right? Same with Carlton Dennis. And so if these big, you know, uh, uh, tax pros with such a huge following and they're growing it organically, and I know we're, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. If they're focusing on a niche and and they're seeing the value from it, why isn't everybody else kind of following a similar trend? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why why are they still limiting themselves or have casting these limiting beliefs and saying, hey, like Well, I, I have a limiting belief okay. for you. <clears throat> what if the reason why they are stuck and not niching down is because they see people like them already in their in their niche. Okay. Okay, like, oh, I'm not gonna do I, I don't wanna be another uh, tax professional that services lash businesses yeah. for example like I, like there's already i already know 15 of these like how do you how do you like break that objection now yeah i mean you you tend to your point the way that you said it like you can't you're not going to reach everybody like yeah. these tax pros they're not going to you know reach every content creator in the game or every real estate agent in the game to teach them tax strategy like there's yeah. going to be pockets right of markets that yeah. don't have or they're not reaching those markets right either through facebook or youtube or google you know they're not doing the right kind of like let's say ads to 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 reach that market and have them understand yeah. the value that you're trying to share so there's a lot of opportunities and to kind of go beyond that I mean, think about it locally, like mm. do some more of the local strategy, yeah. you know, find, okay, do I have, you know, 15 dentists within a five to 10 mile radius? Okay, how do I approach them? Can yeah. I, do I call them, right? Like even yeah. even kind of going more to the, the like I the old school sales marketing strategy games, those are, those are yeah, effective no, as well. It's kind of like you're, you're niching down and then you're hyper-targeting yeah. um, because, you know, th that's one way to, to address that objection. Um, another way to address that objection would be to create very unique offers that are basically, you know, true to yourself. Yeah. And, and just shameless plug here, like also using the Refundo products too, right? Yeah. Um, we'll, we can talk about that in, in another episode. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, having the ability to create an actual offer because you have a product which you know it's the tax yeah the tax product the tax service um but how do you create an attractive offer to that particular uh, niche market is another way for you to differentiate yourself and not feel that fear that you're going to be like every other marketer or i mean tax professional yeah. out there right um so let's talk about how to actually niche down right so okay. 
Um, we're talking about the challenges. We, we talked about the challenges of niching. We talked about uh, some of the objections. But let's really figure out how to actually niche, niche down. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I usually talk about with a lot of tax professionals is think about the current clients that you have, right? Yeah. So let's say you have 200, 300 clients. What's the makeup? Right, so if let's say 30% of those are contractors or 40% of those are real estate agents and you already do some of that, uh, that tax strategy for them, yeah. it's kind of low-hanging fruit, right? You're leveraging what you already know. And there might be a, a passion that's tied to that, right? Yeah. So th that's the first part. The second part is, uh, as I was alluding to, is the passion, the passion piece. Yeah. If you, for instance, if you like real estate, if you have home rentals, if you uh, like content creation, or if you, you know, you like, you know, contracting work, whatever that may be, tie those two together because you're going to see that the more that you're in the niche, the more you're going to start to learn. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the 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 last point, which is. You can't just you can't just say okay I'm going to choose this uh, the the dental niche right yeah. and then and then not be consistent enough not really in, in engulf yourself oh in, gosh, in everything that's you know uh, for that particular business you have to be very committed to that yeah because similar to SEO and I know we'll talk about that it's it's the long game yeah think about the degrees of separation that you'll be one year two year three or four down the line you know. Focusing in on a niche, not just like going on Google or looking at, hey, where are the five tax strategies for dentists? And then <laughs> kind of just, just just use that. Yeah. Not go yeah. into the tax code. The yeah. tax code is very elaborate. It's in depth. It's long. Yeah. And so how can I differentiate myself from other tax professionals? Well, I, I read through this and I pinpointed six things or ten things that I know are specific to you. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. And, that's, and that's how you, I, I guess, start to really fall in love with not just the niche, but just the process of learning from it, yeah. which I think is important. Yeah, and, and I think, too, to your point, it's actually becoming uh, a thought leader in that particular niche is important. Um, kind of, let's just go, let's just kind of step back for a second. Sure. So in the, in the how, um, you mentioned uh, take a look at your past clients, um, see if there's an, an overarching theme there yeah. or a pattern in terms of who you service. Um, they're also... Is there? A, do you have a passion for a specific thing? So, like, if if you're into beauty, if yeah. you're into whatever, let's say your mom was a dentist or yeah. whatever, right? So, what other things? Or is there an exercise that maybe you you put people through mm -hmm. to actually, you know, think about what their niche should be? Um, because one of the things, I, I guess, I'm just trying to be a devil's yeah, advocate yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if the niche or the passion that you are into is not profitable enough? Mm -hmm. What happens when um, you're trying to charge X amount of money per person, but you can't because that, that market is not, uh, cannot afford yeah. your product that way. So how do you, how do you like really dive into? Because like passion is nice, mm -hmm. right? But um, we're also running businesses and if, if, if we're running a business, we need to make sure that we're profitable. We need to make sure that our pricing is correct, and that again, the deliverables are 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 done well, right? Yeah. That there is a good process to deliver. So, so talk to that if, yeah. if you can. So, I, I would what I would say to that is um, there's a lot of easy verticals to go after, okay. right? Like I've seen like chiropractors, dentists, um, uh, legal services. Like the, th those are the ones that are prominent and those are the ones that probably have a bigger budget. Yeah. Right? 
if you're if you're going more granular on a passion and you're saying like uh, I don't know insects or like <laughs> I, I'm thinking randomly right I, I would like, think that maybe like uh, hairstylist hair probably hairstylist hair yeah there might so I think I still think there's a lot of benefit in it in the well in two things one you need to really give yourself some time to think about it yeah for sure like and and people don't people just want to go too quick and they want that instant gratification they want those immediate results yeah and they don't they don't really care about taking the time now think about it if you're just starting off in your business let's say you're in year one okay what's your thought process in terms of how long you want to be in the game facts if you're trying to be in the game for 10 15 years spend two or three like really understanding your niche yeah like that's yeah. And, and that's what you want to do but yes there's there are verticals that are easier than others uh, there's more information about those there's yeah. more tax strategy around those there's people have more access to it and you can probably see it but um, I, I would say it's more about just really thinking about it don't like don't don't stress it don't like uh, don't feel like you're, you're shooting you're yourself in the foot pressure because, to yeah, get pressure it done to, yeah. pressure to get it done just take your time with yeah. it because yeah. that's what's going to separate you from Joe the accountant on the block that's very generalist in the way that he approaches uh, your business yeah yeah I agree and I, and I also just kind of jumping on that too it's important to have a business plan and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs skip that part <laughs> and like we skip the <clears throat> business plan creation because maybe we think that that's a college thing yeah. that you know you're taught to create a business plan right yeah. um but i think it's it's important to have like you said like a projection or realistic projection and expectation of what your business should look like you know three months from starting a year from from starting two yeah. years three years that's if you're you know if you're new right but if you're if you're already kind of established and you have clientele let's go back to your business yeah, plan you know yeah. like revise your business plan assess it at least every quarter um and understand also that you if you have one service today you can actually diversify your product offerings too um in our marketing program mm -hmm. there's one student specifically who is very passionate about uh building wealth for generations like yeah. generational wealth and you know being uh, financially uh, savvy or mm -hmm. educated, having that education is is really important, is key. You know, again, the taxes, how to, um, you know, save as much taxes as, as, as they can legally yeah. um, is, is one piece of the puzzle. And now she's thinking about how can I diversify based on that particular yeah. niche that she's in, which is, you know, uh, you know, communities with with low income or communities that may have not been taught about financial literacy yeah. and now she's building on top of her you know core offer as a tax professional other types of products that yeah. educate even further the community and so you know it's important to realize that you know when you actually build a business plan and you have these projections you start with one core offer today but if you get really good at your niche if you get really good at your market you can start diversifying that product suite and, yeah. and then make more money off of it yeah. as well um, because you naturally you naturally become a thought leader. So if people trust you with some of the things that you're saying, you're adding value to this. There, it's going to be a no-brainer down the road if you know if you're trying to offer some CFO services or or bookkeeping services. Like offloading some of those will make it would be so easy for them to do just because they've already seen the value up front with what you're sharing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I love that. So we're gonna kind of jump into uh, developing the marketing message as after you niche. 
because this is a great segue after we're talking about yeah. becoming a <laughs> thought leader and like actually sharing things that are unique to that particular industry. Um, how do you begin crafting uh, a marketing message that really um, dials into the niche that you're that you're choosing? Yeah. So you you want to make sure that you're always you're always thinking about the audience's pain points, uh, that, that, and that's clear. And you want to make sure that the information you're providing is digestible, it's concise, it's fun, and it's engaging, yeah. so that it showcases your personality a bit. Got it. So now, if if you're thinking about, for instance, running an ad on Facebook, uh, for instance. And, 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 to, and to what I mentioned earlier, like here are the five legal tax loopholes for contractors or for dentists or for teachers, mm -hmm. right? Download the free ebook. Yeah. A couple of things happen with that. One, you're calling out that ideal audience, right? And so no one's gonna click on the ad if they're not a teacher, right? Yeah. Ideally is what you're, you're hoping for. So you get more qualified leads. Yeah. Then after that, a couple of things happen. One, if, if, you're, if you're a smart tax pro, you have kind of the automation pay, uh, piece in place where they fill out the name, phone number, and email because, mm. hey, and, and we all know in marketing that's gold, right? You yes. can market them whenever you want. Yeah. They get into the CRM, right? And if they don't book an appointment with you, okay, that follow-up, right, and that, se this, that, that sequence is going to be, you know, what kind, of, what kind of value that, you know, because people get busy. So if they didn't have a chance to read through the ebook or they downloaded it or they, you know, they, they, they gave you the name, phone, or an email, yeah. you sent it to their, their email and they didn't get a chance to look, that follow-up sequence is very targeted messaging. You can focus on, let's say, a five email sequence with the first one being, okay, what's that first strategy? The second email, what's that second strategy? The third being kind of alluding more to that, maybe sharing a little bit of your story. Why did you get involved? Why are you trying mm. to help them, yeah. right? So now you're really speaking specifically to that dentist and the more that you're in that niche, the more you're going to use terms or lingo or, or, or feelings that they're used yeah. to. Yeah. And then you can use those in that email sequence to make sure that you know you're effective in in, in how you're communicating. You with know them. what I love doing to like really hone in on that Please. is actually talking to your old customers yeah. or your current customers and and being like, hey, um, can I have a chat with you? Can I can I buy you a cup of coffee for 15 minutes of your time? I want to ask you a couple of questions about you know your industry, yeah. your profession, um, from a you know tax perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. and like what what are your biggest pain points when it comes to that um i love doing that and you can also do it with complete strangers right like um if you go to like a business or community uh organization or mm -hmm. something like that and be like hey i'd I like to like treat you to lunch yeah and uh you know people get, love that yeah get that get that information in because now you have the actual pain points coming from the the customer or yeah. the prospect. Um, and then if it's a stranger, that's a potential customer too that you can kind of upsell them to Absolutely. You know, after, after our lunch, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so implementing niche marketing strategies. What are the first steps and what, is, what are the long-term plans for that? Let's see here, what did I get here? So I wrote a couple notes on this. Okay. Um, Okay, so yeah, so I was speaking, I, I kind of spoke on this a little bit, but it's just really understanding kind of where you're going to be in your business down the road. Yeah. Right, like if you're going to implement these strategies, like know that you have to be consistent, know that you have to go through the tax code, know that you have to understand complex tax scenarios as it relates to them. Yeah. Like the more that you really engulf and entrench yourself in all things like dentist, market, uh, dentist niche or, or, or teacher niche or contractors, yeah. whatever it is, um, the more successful you're going to be. Now you might find some challenges up front, you might get bored with it, may decide to pivot, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's okay. Um, but just as long as you, you understand the value that you're bringing to the marketplace by going niche, niche, niche specific, I'm yeah. sorry, um, 
will be much more beneficial than just kind of going a, a casting a broader net. And and to the point of, hey, I know that I'm going to be in business 10, 15 years. Yeah. Let's let's put the groundwork now. And right? I and I say I think it's really important to like take a step back and like if you're listening to this and you're wa- or you're watching this, really get it together mindset wise. Like, hey, look, I'm I want to be in business for yeah. you know the next three years. I want to give it my all and I want to you know do what I have to do in order to get my business to where I envision it. Um, so it's really important. Mindset is important in this particular process, right? Because it's a it's a process of business discovery, but it's also self-discovery that is going to happen. There's also personal growth that yeah. will happen as you kind of go through this journey of discovering what is truly your passion and who you truly want to serve. Um, so, you know, get your mindset together and then, you know, commit yourself to doing the the work and doing the exploration and doing the research for your niche because at the end of the day there are people out there that need you um and if you manage to marry or commit yourself to this and begin the the thought leadership growth um it's it's really easy one it's kind of like a snowball effect because like once you once you start repeating the same message over and over again obviously with different angles um, it gets easier people start actually wanting to know more about what you offer how you can help them and it becomes super super organic um which is what you want to have you don't want to kind of go up a hill all the time yeah. right you want to you want to have ease when it comes to you know inbound leads you don't you don't want to have to actually go out there and chase now granted it's probably going to happen <laughs> for the first three years that way you're probably going to have to fight that right <laughs> yeah. but as you kind of go through this and you build that messaging and you ask questions have conversations because that's what marketing is at the yeah. end of the day right um you know you'll you'll eventually get to a point where people will see you as a thought leader will actually trust you with their books which yeah. is ultimately you know an honor and really what you're here for um jesse you have anything yeah to, say? To, to piggyback off that i mean from a referral standpoint it's it's insane yeah i mean just think about for instance let's say you decided to work with dentists right you go to a networking event, mm. right? You go to a dentist network, ne- networking event yeah. with your ideal audiences, yeah. right? And so here's a couple of things to that, and then I'll, I'll speak on the referral bit. Number one, when you're choosing a niche, you don't have to constantly reinvent yourself. Now, what do mm. I mean by that? If I have a, a dentist, right, and I have a chiropractor and I have a contractor, I have to figure out, okay, what are the pain points that I need to solve from a tax strategy for this business? Yes. What are the ones that I need to do? Because their businesses are different, Yeah. right? And so if I'm able to, let's say, go to a dental convention and I'm speaking to one dentist, that problem that that second dentist is going to feel is very similar. Yeah. The pain points for that third are going to be the same. So yeah. now you're going down the road, you're going 10, you're going 15. When you get to 15, they're going to be like, wait, how do you know so much you're about- You're reading my mind. How, yeah, yeah, you're reading my mind. Well, you say, yes, well, uh, my name is Jesse. I help dentists like yourself. Yes. Minimize our tax liability at the end of tax season. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Right? So- from that standpoint, you just you're working smarter. You're not yeah. reinventing all these yeah. extra businesses. You're focusing on on one. And to that point, imagine working with that one dentist that really loves what you did. Yeah, that dentist knows other dentists. Of course. And so it's it's a simple <laughs> conversation to say like, hey, loved working with you. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, you know helping you with your taxes this year. Did you have anybody that I can speak with or, or any other dentist in your 
if you've done the right job, if you've added the right value, it's it's a no brainer. It's so simple. Yeah, yeah. And I love I love that bit about the conventions because yeah. like imagine if you like, okay, boom, I know that I'm gonna be working with dentists. Yeah. Google dental or dentist com- conventions and that's it. Yeah. You're solid. Just go yeah. in there, purchase a ticket. Fishing with dynamite. Honestly, you're fishing with dynamite. <laughs> it's so it's so easy. Everybody wants to talk to you. Print out some business cards, go to that convention and yeah, hand yeah, out the, yeah. the cards, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's wrap it up. Uh, Jesse, you have any other final things that you want to say? Uh, no, not on that topic. I think uh, we kind of fleshed out a lot of what we wanted to discuss in, yeah. in regards to the niche. I think it's, it's extremely important. You see it in all aspects of marketing, not just tax professionals, but yeah. we did want to make it specific for them and, yeah. and help them understand some of the challenges they're facing. So we have a couple of resources and things and products, too, that will help you actually uh, you know, niche down and really focus on that and also support you in your business growth. What are some of those products, Jesse? So on our side, we offer a tax marketing master program which a lot of what we just discussed with niche niching down is what we go into so yeah when you first sign up you we give you access to a workbook where we really pinpoint what that you know that um, that individual tax prep client looks like what that business tax prep client looks like but then dive into more of the psychographics and say okay what are the pain points what yeah. are their dreams what are their desires like yes. the more you get into that the more you start to understand what that audience looks like and then when you create sales funnels when you create like the website landing pages it's just more specific and it's easier for us to make those uh, those things happen once we have a gr- a good grasp of Got what it. that what that ideal audience is I think the first step that you want to take if you want to um, explore these products or actually get this help is actually join our Facebook group. Yeah. Um, we'll leave a link in the description box below somewhere <laughs> yeah. um, so that you can join. It's free. Um, and then if you once you join and um, you know you say hi to us, uh, one of our team members uh, can actually reach out to you. And if you want more information, we'll be able to give you that. So uh, anyways, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for watching and make sure you follow you us guys. in all of the different that, platforms. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Chopping it up and talking some yes. good stuff. That okay, was great. Love it. Thank you.